Strong Dads wants to thank Quality Auto Mart for joining us as a sponsor. Quality Auto Mart was born in 1985. They are owned and operated by Mark and Nancy Repke. Quality Auto Mart provides all the services, repairs, and maintenance for your vehicle's needs with a three-year auto parts and labor warranty. They offer complimentary vehicle safety inspection and estimates. Also, they offer a shuttle service and the fourth oil change is always on them. They are located at 7307 on State Road 46 in Batesville, Indiana. Make sure you give them a call at 812-934-2301. Welcome to Strong Dads. This is Merle Hutchinson alongside of my mean <laughs> partner, Kyle Crawford. Who This is our third take on the start of this show because every time I started it, he would rip on me for something that I was doing wrong. What is going on? Man, this has been a rough morning already. How about you? What's oh, up? Oh, not much. <laughs> just, uh, you know, uh, I was just telling you before the show, It's uh, as we're recording this, uh, it's going to be beautiful out today. And the golf course is calling my name, <laughs> but I, I have I have prior obligations right. that I, I have to attend to. So. Uh, young Kyle, do you have any responsibilities <laughs> yeah. that you should take care of today, chap? Yeah. Oh well, we're going to get into it today. Today we're right. going we're going to get. Last week we kind of got into the Mister Know It All mm, and the yeah, Mister yeah. Anger and the Mister uh, Possum guy who just kind of sits back and and I that's really more like the sandbagger. Mm. I like the sandbag in golfing. No, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't even know how to play, and then you, you know, that way you set the bar really like, low. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. that's funny you said that. So there's a guy at work. Uh, so we rotate who cooks every day, right? Yeah. And so there's a guy at work. He's like, hey, whenever you cook, just downplay. But like, guys, I don't know if this is gonna taste any good. And he's like, you yeah, know, yeah. I, 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 I try something new, and that yeah. way, that way, if it's like fantastic, they're like, dude, you killed it. And if it's like okay, like, well, I mean, he told he us. He told us, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you set the bar low, and you can always achieve. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, today we're going to get in your head, and mm. we are going to see if there's anything there. Mm, Kyle, boy. you got anything for there's me? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing up there, Merle. <laughs> oh, well, that's kind of actually what we're going to talk about. All right. Why do you talk that way about yourself? Uh, Come hey, on, be right. nicer to yourself. You're right. I, I got it all going upstairs. <laughs> My brain is, is highly functioning. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Today we are going to talk about the inner critic, the voice inside of our head, and, and maybe we should do a little bit of um, setting up the stage because we are going to talk mostly about the inner critic, but I think there's also another side of this. There's some guys who beat themselves up all the time. I'm no good at this. Mm. I suck at this. I, every time I touch this, it goes wrong. But there are some guys who have like no critic. Mm. They are the yeah. they are the 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 praise god of themselves. Mm. You know, everything they think they do, they do great and everything. And so somewhere in the middle happens to be a a, a healthier place. All right. Um, so we're not advocating being fake. And, and false in your talk, uh, we're, we're actually kind of more advocating truth in your self-talk, mm. but we have to distinguish a little bit between, well, what is truth? Like, you know, I keep saying I'm bad at everything. Is that really what the facts bear out? Yeah. Or is this just the mantra in my head? Right. So yeah. I think it'll be a good show. I mean, I, I, as we're kind of just preparing for the show, I was just starting to tell you a little bit uh, about some of the stuff, the inner inner thoughts that I have, some of the, you yeah. know, the wrestling thoughts. So hopefully we'll get into that. Before we do, let's uh, thank our sponsor, uh, Strong Dads. We would love to thank Quality Auto Mart for coming alongside of us. Uh, automotive uh, Needs, check them out. We really do appreciate them. Um, they uh, got the, uh, the three-year auto parts and labor warranties, so check them 
them out, let them know we sent you up there. So thanks so much for Quality Automart. All right. I also want to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. So for all of your landscape needs, go check out Casey's Outdoor Solutions located outside of Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Uh, man, the weather's starting to get a little bit nicer. Mm. And so maybe your brain's starting to spin about different projects for outside. Go check out Casey's. I still have Christmas lights. I got to get out down. Oh, home. no. <laughs> You're one of those I don't people. turn them on every night, but I, <laughs> Jenny said, like, birthday party for Mia. I need the Christmas lights down. So When's that? Like June? No, Mia's a St. Patty's Day, March 17th. So oh, I, yeah. I, I, Come I, on. You need to have them down. See, do what I do. Just don't put them up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't turn them on every night, at least. All right. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of the background about sort of the inner critic, you know, the voice in our head. Um, I work with men every day, and it seems like there's not a day that goes by where um, I'm not working with a man who has been kicked in the teeth. He's been beat down, uh, whether it's a job situation, a marriage situation, um, kids, you know, like, uh, everything I touch has kind of gone to crap, mm. you know? And so I think that that's, um, obviously that's why they finally came to me because sure. it's become overwhelming and they, they're in the deep trench and they can't seem to get out. Uh, will they ever see the light, you know? And it's one thing when a situation puts you there. Yeah. So maybe you did actually lose your job. <clears throat> you know, maybe you did actually have something bad happen. Um, so that's a situation. But it's another thing when you are the one kicking yourself in the mm, teeth. Yeah. You know, life's going to kick you. But if you're the one that constantly puts you down in the ditch, yeah. then we, you know, we've compounded the problem. Mm-hmm. We've now are, you know, the whole army's against us. Sure. You know, the world plus myself is trying to beat me down. And so, you know, one of the things that we have to be aware of is how we are adding insult to the injury of an already bad situation by how we process things in our own mind. Yeah. So, I mean, where, where, where do you see that balance? So as we, you know, are getting into this idea of, of kind of, you know, beating yourself up, whether it is an action or, or something you did or, or whether it's a situation you find yourself, where do you think the balance is between having actually like some validity behind what you're thinking and playing the victim card? You know, I think it's, um, Whenever we have extremes, it's probably never quite either of the extreme. It's somewhere sure. in the middle, yeah. right? I mean, it's probably somewhere in the middle. The day is not quite as bad or quite as good. It's somewhere in the middle. And so um, one of the, the things that we will start to kind of walk through is um, to fact check it, mm. to actually go through and look at the facts and actually yeah. see, like, is that really real? Is that what my brain and, and the, the perception is that misleading me relative to the actual facts that I'm seeing. And so somewhere in the middle is where we're looking at. And I, and again, like this is relative to everybody. Like, I don't know, um, as we talked about before, there's one guy who you actually need to, um, reflect some of his mistakes back to him because he never sees, seems to see them. Right. Right. And then you've got another guy who can't ever see any of his successes. He only dwells on his failures Mm -hmm. and losses. And so trying to have a healthy 
uh, view of how you're wired. Mm. You know, uh, I've told many times before, some of our mindsets can get us in trouble when we have certain mindsets of, you know, I work for excellence, um, <laughs> nothing but, you know, winning and all these things like those sound great on paper, but in the wrong mind, mm. they can become damaging. So I have to be a little bit more general. Like if I'm going to win all day and win, 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 like that sounds great to a guy who's motivated to do that. But if a guy who doesn't get a win all day, if he doesn't have the, the capabilities to handle the occasional loss, sure. he can really beat himself up over that stuff. Yeah, man. I, it, you know, Merle, when we were talking before, uh, something I want to bring to light as we kind of jump into, you know, the, the, the meat and potatoes of this show. Um, you know, I was telling you and, and I, and I brought this, you know, when, when, when it happened. So it's, it's coming up on a year now. So last April, um, we had a fire that I was on. Um, and, and I was, because of the position that I'm in, I was on the, the, the truck company that that's where I'm, I'm stationed at. Um, and one of the duties of the truck companies is to go in and search. We do search and rescue that, that is the number one in my, in my opinion, that is the number one task that I'm assigned every mm. single fire I go on. Um, so in this particular day, uh, again, nothing was different. We had a working fire. We went in there, we searched, um, after the, you know, after, uh, we had conducted our search in the entire house, we came back out. Um, and then, you know, once the conditions were much better in a sense of the, you know, the smoke conditions weren't as bad. Um, our investigator goes in there and they do the investigation on, on what mm -hmm. happened, you know, try, try and figure out the ins and outs on, on, on where the fire started. And through that process, they found a, a, a man, a body that we had mm. searched over top of. Um, and to date, still one of the most humbling experiences of my life. Mm. Um, and it is still today one of the things that does keep me up. I will, I, I, can't, I can't tell you the number of times where I've woken up in the middle of the night and I start thinking about that fire and mm -hmm. what I did or what I didn't do and why I did what I did. Um, and the crazy thing is, is just what you were talking about before, those guys who think that they got it all together, that they're, you know, they're kind of high on their own horse, right? That was me prior to that fire. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you. I mean, if, if you would have put me you know, on paper, if you would have said, hey, Kyle, what would you do if you had this exact same scenario? I would have said all day long, I, I'll find that person. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm a part of an instruction group. Like when we go out and we train on this and I actually teach search trainings and search patterns and the mm -hmm. best way to find people and, and expecting to find victims, you know, whenever you go into these fires and that particular day, I just didn't have it right. It, mm. it was it was one of those situations kind of stacked up against me, and, and and again, it was it was the the scenario was laid out before me. I had prepared myself numerous times for this fire, this exact fire, to go in and find somebody. We talk all the time in our training that like when you find somebody, it is your Super Bowl. Mm. It is as good as it gets mm. for you. It may only happen one time in your career, and for me, to to have that situation where, I, I mean, I'll be I'll be honest and I'll be blunt about it. I failed. Mm. I, I failed at my task that was that was laid before me. And again, is it is it, you know, in this situation, it was life or death. This guy did die. And and again, the question could always be pegged, you know, would he have died? You know, had you found him and pulled him out? And, and those are the questions that I always I, I don't know and we will never know because right. I didn't find him. Right. And so when we talk about this idea of kind of wrestling your thoughts in your mind and kind of, you know, being being a critic of your own and, and, and then, you know, how do we work through that? Man, when when this when this topic popped, you know, popped up and I'm reading through it, that was the initial thing that I'm thinking of is is that that's exact same, you know, th those thoughts that go through my mind almost on a daily basis. I think about that run 
all the time. Yeah. All the time. And it's something, you know, because of that, mm. I, 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 I truly do believe I'm a better fireman today mm. than I was last April because of this fire, because, um, I, I had to eat a piece of humble pie. Yeah. I had to really take a step back and like, okay, where am I at? And because of that fire, my crew, we have made changes in the way in which we do stuff because of this exact scenario. I don't ever want to experience that again. Yeah. Well, I would just from the, what you explained there and thanks for just kind of sharing that because it just comes to, it, it makes it real. You know, yep. we talked before, like if anybody thinks that we've got it all together here on this side <laughs> of these microphones, yep. you know, you got another thing coming and yeah, it's actually haunted you, mm. you know? Um, and that haunting I think is, you know, without getting too weird, the idea that if I have a pervasive thought that then starts to alter um, in a negative way how I'm operating, like I'm done, I'm never going to fight fire again. Exactly. And, yep. and so versus that was the worst thing that's ever happened to me in the fire world. What am I going to do to make sure that doesn't happen again? And that's the coachability, mm. right? Like, no, I do want to do better with this, but I better recognize that it was me that dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, as you're telling this, like, I almost wanted to come to your defense. I wanted to say, like, well, you know, there were other guys there, too. There and was. So yep. it wasn't you by yourself. You know, the guy was probably already, you know, uh, taken over by the smoke. He was probably already, you know, passed. You know, I, I want to, like, come and try to rescue. But the idea that you're, like, well, no, let's just look at the facts. Mm -hmm. And the facts were I dropped the ball. So, I mean, I think that's really so much of the processing that we're getting to. Um, I, you know, without going down to a lot of depth of this, Linda and I do parent coaching for a living. Mm -hmm. I just find it ironic, the struggles that we have in our own home. <laughs> okay? Right, right. And so make no mistake about it, the struggles that we have with some of our kids' situations are very humbling mm. um, and very, Kyle, you've heard me complain or be challenged. And it's like, I'm not quite sure what to do with our kid in this situation. Mm. And which allows me to first understand how other people, like rather than being a know-it-all and saying, well, if they would just do this, it'll work out just fine. But instead, like, dude, I, I feel you. I don't know. Like, let's brainstorm and let's let's be willing to throw some things out and mm -hmm. see if something sticks to move us in a better direction. But I think right there is where growth can take place versus us getting stuck mm. and held, you know, captive by the haunting thoughts or the yeah. past failures. So let's talk about like, okay. An actual, how do we approach this then? If the inner critic, the failures in our past have been beating us up, let's talk about how we move through them in more of a sequential, like, okay, am I doing this or am I stuck here? Okay. Yeah. But the first thing I want to just talk about is just what you and I are kind of talking about, um, becoming aware of your thoughts. Mm. You only became aware because you got hit upside the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been really nice had you been more aware prior because you would have yeah. been more teachable and coachable in all of those trainings. Mm. And you would have had more of a different mindset going in when you searched that house. You would have been like, no, like, I know that you can mess these things up. Yeah. Um, and so from the very beginning, developing an awareness of the pattern of thoughts that you're having. Okay. Um, so before it goes all bad, like, do I tend to ruminate on the negative? 
Do I tend to see the dark side of everything? Do I tend to rehash my failures? I mean, is that the type of thinking that I have? Or the flip side of that is, do I quickly move on and give myself a pass? Yeah. And is this how I'm wired? You know, like just generally speaking, do I have an awareness? So basically, the uh, the I think I I don't struggle with this, but uh, that the, in order to in order you know to go through the rehab part of like an addiction, you have to admit that you you have an alcohol problem. You have yeah. to you have yeah. to actually go through that. And you you you're you're actually coming to terms with the fact that there was a problem. There is a problem. Yeah. And now I'm going to move towards fixing. Is that kind of what you're getting at with the yeah, idea yeah. of awareness? Yeah, versus putting our head in the sand and because it gets down to our number two, and that is not just becoming aware, but the idea of now owning it. Mm. And we've talked about ownership so many times. So many, yep. But the then ownership of it, because ownership allows me, if I own something, that means I get to be the one who then um, handles it, okay? I own a car, so I'm the driver of the car. Mm. If I don't own the car, and we see this all the time when people lease cars or they pick up a rental, we know that they don't drive them very nicely, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right? And so the idea that I'm this is under my ownership, and so I'm going to do a much better job of managing it and taking care of it. Mm. Okay. So I'm not going to get stuck with the bad behaviors. I'm going to work to make them change. So, I mean, with, with the idea of ownership, so this is something, you know, part of this idea of thinking in my head and, and kind of wrestling through when does the idea of you taking the, the quote unquote extreme ownership become almost harmful in the sense of because you are trying to take on and, and i'm just again thinking of this exact scenario so in this fire i have personally taken on a great deal of responsibility because it, it is my responsibility i had a rookie with me at the time mm. so when when does the idea of okay i'm taking ownership of this but also just what you're talking about and maybe i shouldn't even say the but because maybe that that's the flaw of my own but what where is that balance of taking the ownership but also realizing especially if you're if you're thinking of a scenario in your life you know where it was a team and you know team effort a team you know venture that you're going in and the team in general failed right what when, when, where's that balance of, of it's my fault but it's also the team's fault mm -hmm. um you know sometimes <laughs> i think of this as a jesus christ syndrome Mm. Um, I'm the savior of everything. It all sits on my shoulders. And there was only one of those folks, right? Sure. And that was Christ. And so the idea of, you know, beating ourselves up, I, I need to own it. But like, let's say I'm on a team and there's five guys on the team and I'm the leader of that team and I drop the ball in an area. I mean, part of me being a leader of the team is also saying, hey guys, we're all in this together. Yeah. So we're all going to learn to own it together. And we need to take some time and figure out, okay, what do you need to do better? What do you need to do better? Um, and so that's part of that whole idea of I can't, I, I can't own the actions of every individual um, in the parenting world, okay? In the parenting world, I do have to own how our house is going. But I also know that my kids have free will. Mm. And at the ages when they start to get into those teenage years, especially they start really exercising their free will, which I'm not, that's okay. Right? right. I mean, that's part of how we're wired and that's the gift and the curse all at the same time that we have that. But at some point in time, if I'm doing my job, I have to look at the other players. And in this case it's my kids. And I have to say, so what are you doing right. to either help or hurt our situation? Yeah. Looking at my kid and saying that. And so anyway, 
Uh, that's that whole thing of getting stuck and ruminating with the idea of I screw up, I screw up, I screw up. But instead of like, stop, let's, let's assign appropriate responsibility to all the parties involved. And then I back off and I go, okay, what's my part that I have to work on? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, th- I think kind of the, something that I, I'm continuing to work through is, is this idea of, yes, I can sit there and think about that fire and I can go through all the negatives, but man, let's draw some good stuff that's come out of that. And like I said before, man, that, that's something that our crew has done. We have, we have taken a step back on on kind of the um, the way in which we're going to conduct our search, we we now have a, 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 a basically a, ch- a check and balance, right? So as soon as this is done, we're going to do this to make sure you know mm-hmm. that, that 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 was accomplished. So I, I think yes, if you you can sit back and ruminate and, and kind of think of all the negatives, but man, there's got to be something that comes out of that that kind of helps you move forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move to the next part of this. And so the next part is I have to learn to be uh, seeing some of our situation here from an outside perspective. Because sometimes when we're emotionally attached to something, like if it's in the middle of our marriage or our business, we can only see it through our eyes. Yeah. And so um, sometimes it helps if I can see it through somebody else's eyes mm. or if somebody's willing to give me their eyes to look through. And so the idea here is, um, like in your case, um, if you were talking to one of your buddies that experienced it the event that you're talking about with not doing the search well enough to find this man. Mm -hmm. And it happened to one of your buddies. What Mm -hmm. advice would you give him? Before or after this scenario? Well, even after. So yeah. after, yeah. You'd be, be, what would you say to him? Like, yep. man, dude, you're a freaking loser. Like this, you're, you're the worst. That's this guy died because of you. Is that yeah. how you would handle him? So I, I hope not. <laughs> so the the here, here's the the crazy thing is because prior to April of last year, um, I. I, I can't even tell you the number of times we, we do this all the time in training. We say expect to find victims, expect to find fires. That that is your expectation when you go into a house mm. fire. And that day, I'll be the first to admit I didn't. I, I failed at that. I I, mm. I didn't have the expect to find victims. So prior to that day, if someone would have given me this exact same scenario with a different fireman and said this is what happened, I probably would have been pretty tough on them. Yeah, I probably would have been pretty <laughs> tough because I'm like, man, that, that's what we trained for. That, that maybe maybe you should go to another training, right? And now eating that piece of humble pie post April of last year, the seminary fire, which is where the street that it happened on post that, that actually happening, man, my, my approach to those people, I mean, if that happens to somebody, my approach is going to be completely different. Now I know, man, not, not that I have, you know, to take the gloves off and be real soft and, and gentle about it. Cause I can still be firm. Okay. This is a mistake I had, you know, you, you made a similar mistake. This is how we're going to work through it, man. I, I think exactly this point of, of, you know, how, how would you approach somebody else? I think is a great way to kind of wrestle through this because now if that exact same scenario happens to somebody else, I can help them work through it because, okay, these are things you need to incorporate in your change because I'm, I'm making the exact same changes. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think it goes to kind of the, the, you know, again, kind of the healing process of working through because th- this one does burn so much in my, in my eyes. And so just kind of working through that, working through the healing process. Yeah. Today, if someone were to have that exact same scenario, man, I, I would be a little bit more, um, you know, because I know how bad it hurts. I right. wouldn't be so as firm because yeah. man, I can't mm-hmm. tell you that the days that followed that fire, the number of guys that, that razzed me about it yeah. because I stand, I, I have a strong stance in my career. Like I am here for the citizens of Dayton, Ohio. That's mm-hmm. why I exist as a fireman. And when I failed that, 
because it's the fire world and, and the way we cope with a lot of stuff is we just razz each other, right? <laughs> Guys just gave me a rash of shit about it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 you know, looking at that now, I know that if that happens to somebody else, I cannot approach them that way. Yeah. Well, you know, we know that in the teaching world, your best teachers are the ones who struggle with the same thing that they see that kids struggle mm -hmm. with. And so your best reading teacher is a t is a typically a person who struggled with reading themselves, mm -hmm. not yes. because they give the kid a pass, but because they understand the emotion behind it. And they understand much more effectively how to mm -hmm. get to that kid so to help raise them through it. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the counseling word is called empathy. The word that we would use in, in our man world is walk a mile in my shoes, Yeah, you know? And so when we do that, we can actually then understand where they're at and we know much better how to approach them to pull them through. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking about how you would give advice, um, you're able to give totally different advice now because you've been in those shoes mm -hmm. and yet... The idea here is you're, you're not giving them a pass. The idea is how do we get you through it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So true. Yeah. I mean, as, as we kind of keep working through this, um, man, I, I think the idea, and this is something that, that I, I continually working through this idea of replacing, you know, that, the, the, the being, because I, I am my own, my own, like worse than like I'm the hardest critic of myself. Right. right. And, and I think taking those thoughts and, and then replacing some of those critics with actual hard facts. These mm. are what happened. This is why it happened. Again, not 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 giving myself a pass or an excuse for what happened, but I just think this idea of taking, you know, the, the critical thoughts that I have myself, myself, are they almost, are these expectations I have myself, are they un, unobtainable, right? Right. You know, am I, am I going to be perfect every fire? No. But I want to be yeah. right. And, but when I do fail, I enter, I have to realize that there's human factor associated with this. I, I am just a man, right? So I think you know replacing those critical thoughts with just actual whole you know stone cold facts here. Right. Th this is where I'm at in my career. I'm I, you know I've, I've been with the city of Dayton for just shy of ten years. Like I've not seen everything. I've not done everything. Like those are the facts. Yeah, I mean that. that <laughs> so the facts are what actually get us to moving forward in reality. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. versus perception. You know, we just finished watching the Super Bowl this past weekend, and uh, at the particular event that I was at, they were cheering for their team, and their team messed up, and they're like, "They suck so bad." <laughs> and I'm, you know, and I get that completely. Might have come out of my mouth. I don't know. But but the idea there is really like you're in the Super Bowl. So yeah. for them to for to make the statement of they suck so bad, yeah. that's totally a relative statement because mm. there <laughs> there's a whole lot of folks out there that are much worse, yeah. right? And just the fact that you've gotten to that level. So the evidence has got to have a lot of weight when you're really evaluating, am I really as bad as I think I am? Um, you know, if I'm if I'm struggling with a parenting situation with my kid, I really want to be careful of just saying I'm a terrible parent because I have to look at so many other other factors, you know, the the day in and day out, the other kids, how I'm doing with all of them, you know, all of these things come into play to help me get um, a better picture of the pattern. You know, in many shows we talk about the pattern of the evidence, the pattern of the behavior. And if the pattern reflects, um, you know, if I can look at you and say, Kyle, in your career, you have botched at least a dozen different searches. 
That's pretty significant, isn't it? I yeah. mean, in the fire world? Oh, yeah. A, a dozen. So I would say then we have a reason to address you. Yeah. As you don't, you're not paying attention. You're not very good at this. So we either get better or we get out in mm -hmm. terms of the searches. But in your career, if you're like, man, you know, like this is the one. This is my 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 mistake or my error. That's not a pattern. That's a one-off behavior. Okay, right. a one-off incident. Right, right. Um, so I want to be really careful. And facts are what help me guide that. Mm. You know, Merle, as we were thinking about this, you know, one of the things that popped in my head, and maybe again, this is just working through this whole process. Um, for me, this idea of, of, of you know, so again, taking those thoughts that I have and kind of wrestling through those, um, I would be I would be lying to you if I told you there wasn't a a, a vanity issue here. Like mm -hmm. I want to I want to be seen as a fireman that's got mm -hmm. it all together. I want to be seen as a fireman that that is has pulled you know fifty people out of a fire. Like that's the type of fireman that I want to be. And, and and honestly, like just you know if I if I if I kind of you know pull pull the onion apart here, like at the core it has to be I want to be a good fireman because that is truly what I feel like God put me on this earth to be as a fireman. Like if I if I strip away all the vanity problems that I have when it comes to this, man, I, I just have to realize like I am good enough because. God made me this way, right? And right. and again, I think that's easy to say and harder to really obtain and actually like grasping and, and grab a hold of that. But like this idea of just like my thoughts are bad about myself and they're partially bad because of a pride issue, right? I mean, mm. I, a lot of it stems down to there's pride associated with this. And, and I think that's where having a faith is so, so huge in my life because did I fail that day? Yes. Do I fail every day in the eyes of God? Sure. But I have a redeemer, right? right. I, I think that is huge for me to, to go back to the faith component of my life and realize that, yes, I failed that day, but God has redeemed me for that. Yeah. Yeah. If I inflate myself, inflate myself value, I become arrogant and non-coachable. Mm. If I constantly deflated, I became the same thing, not yeah. arrogant, but instead defeated and not coachable. Yeah. Okay. And so the idea here is us trying to always work to, okay, this is what I've been gifted with, but now I have to practice it. Yep. Life is a practice. Yep. And, and you know, I mean, as we continue to work through this, I, I think one, again, we, we talked about, we, we talked a little bit about this, but man, you have to accept your failures. You have to accept those thoughts that you have. And then there's gotta be a time to, to move on. Okay. What am I going to do different next time? Because again, just what you were saying, if I were to the next fire go on, search over someone else, it becomes this pattern, this problem. It's mm -hmm. like, you no, know, there has to be some self-improvement. You have to to go through the acceptance. I mean, I, I, I've i talked about it before, but the whole idea of the grieving process, like you go through that and, and part of the grieving process, you have to accept your, your shortfalls. You have right. to accept what has happened and then we have to move from it. And, and again, there's got to be some of that self-improvement, some of the the, the kind of the, the the hard talks, right? We had to have some sit down at the kitchen table with our crew and say, no, we're we're, we're taking a, a line in the sand right now. The, the next time we go on a fire, this is what we're going to do because we accepted we failed in this one. We, we cannot do it again. Yeah. This is the part where you actually can and should hold yourself and others accountable. Yeah. Beating people up emotionally and verbally is 
has a very short lifespan in mm-hmm. terms of effectiveness. Okay, you get your okay, coach. You yelled at me. I get it. I get yeah. it. Moving forward in terms of self improvement. Now, this is where I would say, like, if you came in and you were complaining all the time about how bad you were, and then I said, okay, so tell me what you're doing for trainings or improvements, and that and you're like, well, you know, I'm I'm thinking about doing this and that, but over the course of the year, you haven't done anything. Now we've got a different conversation. Yeah. Now you really are just a belly aker. Mm. You're feeling sorry for yourself. And so the the action and self-improvement is what we have to start to see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, just, just, as we kind of, you know, get, get closer to closing this out, I just, man, the, the bottom line is these inner thoughts that you have, these discussions that you're having with yourself, hopefully you're not answering yourself, but I mean, the, the inner thoughts <laughs> that you're having with yourself, like those are good things, but they're good things if we use it to fuel yeah. the next step, right? If, if, if all those are just thoughts that sit up in your head, and again, it kind of trickles into playing that victim card that you are the worst, or the other side of that, that one of the extremes of, of that, that I'm great, right? If, if I were to sit back and say, yeah. I'm the best fireman ever, right? Like, you know, so I think using those critical thoughts that you have, being hard on yourself is a good thing if you use it as fueling yourself to get better for that self-improvement, to want to be a better strong dad, a strong man. Like you have to use those thoughts you have to fuel yourself to get better. Yeah, great point. So the idea of uh, taking thoughts captive, you know, allowing them yeah, like to have their right place, um, but to understand that they're not going to be the thing that defines us. Yeah. We're going to do something with them. So, you know, taming the inner tongue, mm-hmm. you know, versus just the outer tongue. So I think that those are power, po- powerful things that we can consider doing. Hey, you know, uh, we're wrapping this up. If you are a guy who has a reputation within your own mind, a pattern of constantly beating yourself up, you know, there are things that we've talked about right here that hopefully will help. But if not, if you find yourself obsessing and being haunted to the point where it's debilitating or you're no longer growing, Mm. um, you know, it might be time for some help. Yeah. Some help to actually you know, tackle this to go in after it and to figure out, you know, we all have a list of failures in our life, but if the failures start to define us, it's really going to be hard to win ever again. All right. And so if we can help you guys, you know, reach out to us, you can get us at rocksolidfamilies.org. You can call our office at 812-576-7625. You know, this is not something that is okay to allow to just ferment inside your head mm. because it's it's impacting so many other areas of your life. Yep. I love it. Yeah, man. I hope you guys got something I show up. I hope I hope it helps kind of work through those as, as I, you know, like I said, I'm continuing to work through my own uh, dialogue in my head. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. Continue to share our shows. Thanks so much for Quality Automart and Case Outdoor Solutions for coming alongside of us. Really do appreciate them. Continue to allow us put uh, put shows out there, man. If you guys want us to tackle a topic with you guys alongside of you, let us know. We'd love to love to do that. We're always looking for for things that guys are struggling with, things that guys are are, are going through. We we have a whole list of struggles and, <laughs> and, and things that we go through, which is why we put shows like this together. So yeah. You have a lot more in your head than I thought. See, I have See? a you, lot you do upstairs. have thoughts in your head. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of things I probably shouldn't share with anybody up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please, please spare us on that one. All right. So again, thanks for listening, and uh, go out there and be a strong dad.
Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Casey's offers a wide selection of plants, landscaping materials, home and garden decor, and gifts for every occasion. Casey's is committed to providing exceptional service, a unique shopping experience, and value to every customer. Stop in and see what makes Casey's so unique. Located at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, or call 812-537-3800. Let Casey's help you add beauty to your home. 